Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. It has been too long since we spoke. We did not have an opportunity to get together last week. Uh, You were busy, I was busy, and our schedules just could not align to record an episode. Did you have a good week and a good Memorial Day weekend? I had a pretty good Memorial Day weekend. I did a lot of like fun in the sun stuff. Um, Because the week before that was a terror. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a terror, but. Oh, no, that's not. Yeah. That's no bueno. Mm. Oh, well. Here we are, though, together at last. Yes. And you, not to like uh, force you to share your Memorial Day plans, but you were you went to a park, which was one of your New Year's resolutions, right? To visit more of the Florida State Parks. Yes, Egmont Key um, was the one that I went out to. I had to take a ferry out there, and I was like in my glory. I took Dramamine, which is key, because anytime I get on a boat and I don't take it, it's the worst day of my life. So thank God I did that. Um, a lot of other people on the boat did get sick, and I just felt like, I wish you took this Dramamine. And I even offered them on the way back, like I like knew the secret to life, and it felt good to save them. <laughs> you were the Dramamine dealer on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> My landlord just left awkwardly in the back there, so that's what that jingling of keys was. <laughs> but again, we are... Uh kind of don't have a lot of opportunities to record this week so you know we're making it work we're making it work yeah yeah life on the fly well I also had a wonderful uh, Memorial Day weekend I hung out with some friends and saw the new Top Gun movie uh, which was less misogynistic than the original Top Gun movie so that's a small improvement Uh, still lots of fighter jets for anyone that you know is there for the fighter jet fight scenes Uh, And I also was very pro-life and spent the weekend with some friends in the suburbs who all have young children. And I played with them. I read stories to them. Very pro-life of me. That is so pro-life of you. I just ignore them typically. So you're better than me. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Well, I only see them like two or three times a year, sadly. So I feel like, you know, got to put in the effort for two or three visits a year. Yeah. Good for you. Mm. No, babies. Um, On not so happy news, I think you and I did want to take a moment since we didn't record last week and didn't have an opportunity um, to just acknowledge some of the recent shootings here in the United States. There was now almost three weeks ago the shooting in Buffalo Mm -hmm. uh, that was targeting a grocery store where the uh, community is predominantly black and people of color. Uh, There was another shooting, I think that same day or the next day, at a church in California where I believe the population was predominantly Asian Americans. And then last week in Evaldi, Texas, there was a shooting at the elementary school. And I'm sure if you live in the United States, you are well aware of all of these. Um, For our listeners who aren't in the U.S., you are probably aware that we have a lot of mass shootings here, Um, even if you weren't um, up and aware of all the recent ones. Um, I don't know, like it's it's obviously devastating. I don't I don't know what words you say anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of keep saying things like thoughts and prayers. Um, we obviously need change, not just words that are hollow at this point. 
Yeah, it almost feels like there's like a script that people just bust out to like get through the moment and then they don't really want to talk about it anymore. They just want to kind of ignore that it's happening and just like keep hoping that it doesn't happen again and then get shocked when it does. So something definitely needs to change. Yeah, you said script that people kept saying and and at work last week we were talking about this. Uh, I know I've talked about this on the pod. I work um, in a mental health industry and we have clients that are all over the United States. And when something like this happens, they will often reach out to us and ask if we can provide them with any, you know, whether it be like tip sheets or other forms of support that can help just provide people practical information, but also information in regards to like how to process a traumatic event or crises that happen in your community. And we have, a t- these happen so often that we have a template at work that we use and we kind of just change a few things around to customize it to the most recent event. Uh, but it is, it's a template that we utilize because this happens so often that, yeah, it, it makes more sense to just have some formulaic response, which is just horrific. Uh, but it's not like the advice is any different for managing one active community violence versus another you know that advice is the same from a mental health perspective i mean yeah and as far as like the reaction to what can we possibly do i think that's pretty clear across the boards too it's just um Mm -hmm. you know back to guns being something people want to fight for more than women's bodies and obviously more than kids lives right Right. It's just crazy. Yeah. So I think you and I both want to eventually talk about guns. I don't think that uh, this is a subject matter that's going away at any point, but we already have our June episodes planned because it's Pride Month. I know it's May 31st, but I'm allowed to say happy Pride, right, to you? Yeah. I mean, thank you very much. Um, it's, a, it's a big month for whatever celebrations are going on. I get to raise, like raise our pride flag at work tomorrow and i've been doing it for like three years and i just feel like i'm getting all the glory but i don't mind it's just you know oh, kind of so my thing exciting. now <laughs> yeah i love it we're gonna maybe we should get a picture of you raising the pl- pride flag for our instagram instagram account. yes we have an instagram account uh, prim and proper podcast straight up that's it that's how it, i'm gonna need you to do as we know as i've said before i don't have social media accounts so you're the one you're the woman behind the instagram account uh so that's how people find us they just google it or they go onto instagram and search that is that what people do you have to have an instagram account i mean i made it a public view so that if you happen to not have an account and you wanted to look at the instagram page you could you just can't really interact with it you'd be forced to like never write a comment or send a message so you might as well sign up i guess for instagram at that point yeah Um, if you're not against it i also did reactivate my facebook account which i fully regret um (laughs) uh, a lot of people coming in from left and right that i haven't talked to in 15 years but i thought about maybe making a page on facebook but that hasn't hasn't come up yet 
but we'll yeah. see. Right. Maybe in the future, but we definitely have an Instagram account. I may get an Instagram account so I can follow our podcast Instagram account. I'll probably be like the only thing I follow. Literally yeah. our podcast <laughs> Instagram account. Um, but also what is great about this is going forward, if we have a week like last week where we weren't able to put an episode out, we can announce that on the Instagram. So you know that there's not going to be a regular Thursday scheduled episode. Um, so follow us for that reason, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, my appeal to you is to uh, get a picture of you hoisting that pride flag and post it on Instagram. Maybe I'll, I'll hold one of my uh, prim and proper mugs drinking some coffee while I hoist it up one handed like a badass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It'd be hard to do, that. but I might be able to pull it off. We'll see. Yes. Um. And as far as housekeeping goes, we have one more announcement. Look at us making making moves here. Uh, we have created an email account because we want to interact more. We have these listeners and we don't know who you are, but you, you spend time listening to us and you're getting to know us a bit. And we really do hope that uh, we can have a little more interactive community. So the email address is primandproperpod at gmail.com. So slightly different than the Instagram. Prim, the word and is spelled out proper, and then just pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. And for Pride Month, the last week of June, we've got an exciting episode to announce. It's going to be called Ask a Lesbian, and our own Marinella Mazzucato is going to be the lesbian that you can ask questions of. So if you have a question that you've always wanted to ask a lesbian, Feel free to email us at that email. I am in charge of the email, and uh, I will be taking down those questions for you at the end of June for our final episode. I can't wait. And if I don't know the answer, I will outsource to another lesbian that possibly knows it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody more lesbianic than my, myself or more enthralled into certain aspects of lesbianism they can take it from there <laughs> i'll give them all the cred we can get it we can get a poll of all the lesbians we know on certain questions if needed you know so whatever your questions are we will figure out how to get an answer for you yeah i i just had another idea where like you could ask a hasbian which is like a lesbian that used to be or somebody who used to be a lesbian i didn't even know that that was a thing yeah i mean it's like I would say that 50%, 50 to 75% of the women that I've dated, I would categorize as a hasbian now because they've gone to the way of the man. Wow. Do you think Um, that they were just, you know, bi curious, but they identified as lesbian? And then once they experimented, were like, nah, I'm straight? Or like, what do you think? I don't know. I had a lot of like mixed reactions with that were like they would later tell me like oh no it was just something about you that i was attracted to like a lot of i haven't been attracted to a woman until you and then after you i was done so i feel like i was just attracting things that weren't serious maybe because i was not looking for anything functional in my life and it just kept repeating itself hmm well i will save my follow-up questions for the ask the lesbian episode coming up later this month because i do have follow-up questions for that (laughs) okay 
Can't wait. So I think that that's everything we wanted to announce before we got into the topic today. Uh, But similar to Women's History Month, we are doing all queer-related content for June. And Mm -hmm. this topic is all about coming out. Yeah. I'm coming out. I don't know why I attempt to sing. I'm tone deaf. I don't know why I ever think this is a good idea. Uh, it's better you than me. I'm like a terrible, like I have no, it's almost like my ears are not connected and I don't, it's like they go deaf yeah. once I start singing. It, that's exactly Tone what deaf. To that's me. the word, right? That is it. Yeah. All the emails we are going to get is just please stop breaking into song. <laughs> please. Don't do it anymore. Please. <laughs> Spare me those emails. I know I'm trying to rein it in. <laughs> So to kick us off, do you want to share your coming out story? Sure. I mean, my coming out story, I feel like, is not common. Like, I I don't hear a lot of, like, this coming out story from other people. But I came out to my mother after the first person that I dated broke my heart. So that's when I decided I needed to come out. Like, I really needed to talk to my mom. So, like, I went home after, I think it was, like, my, it was my first year in college. Before I, I don't mean to cut you off, but when you say dated, this was another woman or was this a man, just for listeners' sake? Yeah, like, this was my first girlfriend. I think maybe you may have, I know a lot of my friends met her at one party. It was the white trash bash for Ashley. Well, I i mean, my memories of that night are a bit foggy. We were beyond drunk at that party. Trashed. So it's like who the, white, white trashed to the max. But I brought her and I remember like being like super excited for everyone to meet her. And that was my first girlfriend. And she had really put the pressure on me at the time to be um, like out and proud. And so I like started to like make my way into that okay, I'm going to tell my friends that I'm gay. I'm going to, you know, do this. And I was more so doing it for her. Like, I don't think I was really prepared and ready to, like, fully come out and understand myself and be, like, comfortable with that yet. Mm. So I did it for Jill, um, which with all of my friends ended up being just fine. They were all like, of course. Like, I knew that. You know, like... (laughs) I kind of had a feeling, you know, it's just like you're never really interested in any guys. It's not a big deal. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. But for her, that really wasn't like enough. She had like grown up with a mom that was like very okay with her sexuality. She knew she was gay when she was like 12. Like she told her mom, like they had very like open communication. So she wanted me to like tell my parents and ultimately she's like i can't be with somebody who's not out you know so she said see you later and i was just like destroyed because i thought i was doing so well i thought i was like making these big stretches so i took my mom on a walk and i told her like about how this girl broke my heart Mm. and she basically she minimized what i was actually telling her she's like so you're saying like you like girls, but you're not saying you don't like guys. And I wasn't, like, at that confidence level to be like, Mom, I'm saying that I'm gay. I couldn't get it out of my mouth. 
I just was like, I fell in love with this girl. And she's like, well, I used to think that I felt that way about my best friend too. Like, oh, maybe I love her. You know what I mean? So then there I am thinking, is my mom maybe possibly telling me she could have been gay at this at <laughs> is this moment? This her coming out as well? Yeah, like I don't feel like that's something that women feel. Like, am I possibly in love with my friend? So mm-hmm. I was then more like confused and whatever. And she's, you know, we're walking and I'm crying, and she's telling me like, no, I don't care. She's like, just don't tell your dad. Oh. So I kept this from my dad for like five years, I would say. Mm -hmm. I just like kind of lived my life. And uh, I told him while my mom was away for vacation in Italy because I feared by telling him that he was going to like make it hard on her, like blame her, you know, the way that she raised me, the way she did this. And when I told him... He said some of, like, the most hurtful things to me he's probably ever said. Like, oh, you know, you're disgusting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a disgrace. It's against the Bible. Your grandfather would be rolling in his grave. Just, like, everything where I was just, like, ooh, I never thought my dad would say anything like that to me. Because I knew he wasn't going to take it well, but I didn't expect him to, like, say all of that. Oh, gosh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it was rough, and, you know, I didn't, I don't think I really talked to him for probably maybe, like, six months. I would try to email and, like, explain myself more, see if he would understand. Oh, I told him, I I initially told him I was gay through an email Mm. because I couldn't, I couldn't find the courage to actually say it. Yeah. Yeah. Marinella. And if I could if I could go back, I would have waited to tell both of them until I was like, I'm ready. But I was just like, I have to do this. No one's going to want to be with me if I'm not out to like my family. And I need my family to like accept that I have a girlfriend and I need my girlfriend to be able to come and hang out. And it's just like it, I tried to make it something that I I don't think it could have been. Yeah. I mean, so I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of it was pressure from Jill to come out to your family at that time. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like still to this day, like a bit of like the codependent, like I will do anything to keep Mm -hmm. you. And that was definitely something she's like, if you don't do this, then we can't be together. Wow. Did she? And yeah. Did you talk to her at all prior to you coming out to your parents? about you know i don't think my parents are going to react the same way that your parents reacted because you said her mom was super accepting and like it was no big deal right yeah her mom didn't care she was just like whatever but um yeah i did tell her i told her like you know how my family would probably react poorly and she you know said one of i remember her telling me like you need to learn to have tougher skin and, like, that's always been, like, my – I've always tended to be involved with people that just sort of, like, very hard exterior and, like, didn't really have an appreciation for, you know, maybe the fact that I couldn't handle something or I was more sensitive or things kind of hurt me a little bit more. So, I mean, I should have known, but I was 18. So I was just like, okay, this is the thing to do. Oh, I actually don't 
think that I've ever spoken to you about your family's reaction. I know that as one of your friends and one of the people who was at that party with you, <laughs> trashed, uh, white trash, as you said, um, mm-hmm. the, the, we were a pretty accepting group, hence why we're all still friends. Uh, but I don't think I ever knew your parents' reaction. What was your brother's reaction? My brother's reaction was, like, really supportive. I don't think my brother questioned, like, questioned that I had told him that. I think he just, like, took it for what it was worth. And I think he said something to me that was so stupid, like, oh, you totally ruined, like, lesbianism for me now. Like, (laughs) it's not hot now. And I was just like, you're fucking just, like, unreal. But, yeah, like, literally everybody else in my family handled it, like, amazing. How soon after talking to your parents did you come out to, like, extended family? Because you're very close to cousins, aunts, uncles. I call them extended family. I think you just call them family. But I guess I'm using that term to differentiate between your parents and your brother. Yeah, yeah. Like, I told my cousins pretty pretty soon after. My cousin Stephanie was in college with me, too. So she was at that white trash bash when I had my tongue in a girl's mouth. She was like, oh, <laughs> cool that's one way to find out but she i mean she didn't care like everyone kind of knew and people just sensed it you know like um but when it's your parents they kind of just they have this idea for you they have this idea of how life is gonna go and i think it's just i can have some empathy for it now knowing like what they expected out of life was completely different from what i was showing them you know they just were like thrown Mm -hmm. yeah because they did they did not see those things like she's they did not see those things you know they completely were like in their own fantasy yeah i think it's easy to have your she's a late bloomer (laughs) i think it's easy to have your blinders on um right i mean and I, i hate to say like denial is a powerful thing but if there was any inkling that they might have had yeah, if you've got an expectation for what you expect your daughter's life to be and, and how it plays out, um, and you get any sort of inkling maybe going a different path, I'm sure there is a part... Of, it's like a defense mechanism we don't necessarily have control over, right? That we may live in denial. And that's assuming they picked up on those clues. It's very possible they were just like, whoosh, over their head. Um yeah. How do you think your parents are and now? Because I know that you do have a pretty close relationship with them, especially your mother. How, like, where do they stand now in regards to you being? Gay? I think they're still like, I think they're still kind of disappointed. Like, it's still like, it's still not what they really would want for me. And and my mom has like fully admitted she's like, we accept you. You know, like we accept who you are. And I'm like it just sucks to hear like that you just accept me you know what I mean it's like it's like you would never say that to your son right now like just the fact that you like have to accept me it doesn't seem like the thing to say but I mean it's like obviously I brought my partner Sarah around for years and they included her and they my mom if I told my mom I was getting married she was excited she's like oh I can have another daughter you know what I mean like I think my mom has switched 
how she feels and to me like realizing that I can find somebody and like experience love and I won't be alone and I think that's what she wants for me whereas my dad he still thinks like there's one way to do everything in life and he when I told him that I was starting to like date again or I told my mom I was starting to date again my mom brought it up to him like oh Marinella's going on a date tonight and he said and this is maybe six months ago she's still gonna try going out on dates with girls like he was just like I thought she was gonna be done with that like like I thought that last one fucked her up so bad <laughs> which pretty fucking close <laughs> pretty goddamn close but she's going back for more I don't understand still not enough for me to like some dick let's just yeah yeah and trust me like there are so many times where I'm like man my world would open up so wide if I just explored the other side I mean I have that thought coming from my side of it I'm like man if I could just be into women I think I could find someone that is a fellow cat lady that just wants to live her life being a cat lady but you know what at the end of the day it's not what I'm attracted to and I don't I yeah. don't have a choice over it I uh, did not choose my sexuality it chose me <laughs> yeah yeah it's just mm. yeah you already touched on this a bit but one of the questions I had for you is if you could go back um, would you do anything differently and what would that be and I think you said you probably wouldn't have come out to your parents at that exact moment you would have waited till you felt maybe a little more confident in your identity and, and who you were but is there anything else that you would have changed um I probably would have like I, I, I started going to a gay pride alliance mm -hmm. and that was at USF and when I started going like I met friends there but I kind of fell out of like the purpose of going mm -hmm. which was to get support I turned that into I got people to go to the gay bar with now <laughs> and I just pretty much like fell off whatever was going on with that and now looking back like I bet you they could have helped me sort through that shit like wow. these girls weren't helping me sort through it they were just helping me like finish bottles of liquor I was hooking up with them <laughs> like that didn't it didn't do anything <laughs> We had L word watching parties. <laughs> I mean, though, it, at least it hopefully normalized. You know what I mean? There's like this. We didn't talk about a lot of that still, even in the late 90s, early aughts. It was still kind of this. I don't know. It just wasn't talked about openly very often. I do agree that our group of friends is very accepting um, because we've had a couple mm -hmm. people who have come out in our friend group from college. And I'm going to share one of those stories um, from my perspective. But I still wasn't just something we, I find myself talking about queer issues much more now than I did 15, 20 years ago. And I feel like I hear Year it talked about more and I think I see more representation I mean I'm not saying it's perfect it obviously there's a long way to go um, mm -hmm. but I'm glad it's a bit more in the conversation at least because it, it was it was just this thing even if you were accepting of it you just never talked about it it was like this yeah quiet now it's thing. like so talked yeah. about so at least I think maybe going there, even though you could have perhaps gotten more support, hopefully at least it normalized 
that like lots of people are like me. They like to go out and drink, watch the L word. And yeah, like, yeah, I, I needed it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I have yeah. one more question for you and then I will share my friend's coming out story. But what is your kind of philosophy on do you think you need to officially come out to everyone, you know, like work, school, home, friends, family, or do you think you can kind of just like let some people figure it out? Like what's your approach or thought on that part of it? Do you think you have to have a formal conversation with everyone or can people just kind of one day see you with a, another woman and put two and two together? Um, I think you can do that, but at the same time, I feel like if you don't mention it early you may like which i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but you may find out people's views on like bisexuality homosexuality all of it to be completely off-putting because people will share openly um and but when you tell them that you're gay they may keep it to themselves around you and you can kind of keep that rose-colored glass whatever version of that person mm -hmm. um when you tell them ahead of time or they'll totally like stop communicating with you which gives you all the information you need to know so even though you shouldn't have to go ahead and do that i feel like that's where i've i've benefited by telling people because i don't want to sit there and pretend to hear a bunch of shit that i don't agree with and then just like all of a sudden be like, here's my girlfriend. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's a good point. You know, our relationship's not going to be good. <laughs> and that's interesting. This is maybe a bit where I'm coming from my perspective living in Chicago. And I'm not saying Chicago is the most, you know, progressive city. I think you've got San Francisco that's more progressive in a lot of ways, New York City. But I live, I've lived in both of the neighborhoods of Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, Boys Town, which is now North Halstead, and I currently live basically in Andersonville, which uh, has a uh, significant gay population that live in this area, and there are more gay bars. Um, I would say actually this area probably has uh, a lot more lesbians than the other neighborhood of Chicago, uh, but it's it's so different because you're the you're more likely to be especially if you're living in this neighborhood or as i mentioned the north halstead area like you know that you're living in an area where there's a good portion of the population that identifies as queer and so if you don't have those beliefs you wouldn't move to this neighborhood right or like you don't see yourself as an ally or someone that would be supportive of the community um so I sometimes think coming from my perspective, it's maybe less as important that you're out to your neighbors or friends or family that live in the area because chances are they probably are supportive. So if they just figured it out because they saw mm -hmm. you one day with another woman, like it'd be like no difference to them. Um, in fact, this weekend I was walking up and down. All the, all the pride flags are already out in the trans flags. They're every, you are the odd small business on the strip if you do not have a pride flag out because uh, they all put them out well, especially starting for uh, what is it IML International Mr. Leather which is a um, 
Leather yeah. Daddy event held in Chicago over Memorial Day weekend every <laughs> year, and uh, the Leather Daddies are all out. <laughs> so they put... Did you attend? Was I, it fun? I don't know. I mean, I guess women are probably invited to it. It is a predominantly people who identify as male or men that go to this event. I think it's actually down mm-hmm. the Hyatt, and they have all sorts of, like, vendors and booths. But people go out and party all weekend at the gay bars because, you know, they travel from out of town. Um, so, no, I did not necessarily go to any specific events related to that. But just walking through the neighborhood, you know, you've got people in leather harnesses, right? It's not at all uncommon. Um, and, and, yeah, so I think that is probably some of the difference, right? Living in a more conservative state, you can't assume that people are just going to be accepting and friendly and probably do need to I, I get your point maybe and now I hate to say the word announce it but like be more upfront about your sexuality when you first meet somebody yeah. than you would maybe in like the community I live in because no one would care Hmm. I mean it's vastly different to be in St. Petersburg where there is a ton of support for the queer community versus where we're from oh, Port yeah. Charlotte um, the only gay bar that I went to was in that, um, it was called Charlotte's Web. Oh, I love the name, but it was, I don't know where that was. Yeah, it was in, like, the industrial park off of, like, off of Veterans, Veterans, like, Boulevard, yeah. like, where people would normally have, like, their little, like, auto shop, and, <laughs> um, it was just, like, Christmas lights that they formed into, like, a CW, and it didn't really look like a CW with the lights on, but they tried, um, and it was a shithole, but, like, it was the only place you could go. Yeah. And I actually remember going there with um, my friend from high school at the time, Vinny, and seeing one of my dad's friends out mm. at the gay bar that... Was probably a closeted man um, in his life. ...was closeted, and he had a gun on him, and he basically told my friend and me that he had a gun, and if anybody ever found out that he was here then we'd be dead and we were like 17 oh my yeah so many follow-up questions and we were just like okay well i mean he ended up outing himself slowly but surely by being whoever he was but that's just like the difference in times in i guess 2002 in a small town in florida versus now in st petersburg yeah right oh well, I will share the story of our mutual friend who, for the sake of not saying his name, I'll call R. I'll do my best to call him R. Mm-hmm. But anyone who's, you know, good friends of us knows who I'm talking about. Um, but he, we went to high school together and we also went to college mm-hmm. together. And in high school, him and I actually went to prom together. And when I told my mother, so my mother (laughs) knew him because we were good friends. And when I told my mother I was going to prom with R, she was so happy. She's like, I'm so happy you're going with your gay friend. I'm sure it must be tough for him being in this conservative town. And, you know, and I (laughs) told her, oh, no, 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 no. R is not gay, mom. No, she felt horrible and never mentioned it again. So fast forward to I think it was junior year of college and my mother had passed away at this point R comes over to our apartment uh, the same apartment that the white trash party was held in just for context 
A lot of things happen there. Yeah. A lot of things. Uh, and he asked to speak with me and we go into my bedroom and he like lays it out pretty flatly. Like, I just, I'm gay. I want to let you know you're one of the first people I'm telling. And I get dead quiet because in my mind, I'm like, how did my mom know? Like, are <laughs> always presented, you know, masculine. I think tried to hide um, and, and tried to present in a quote unquote straight way. So anywho, I'm just like, how did my mother know? But from his perspective, I'm just like dead quiet. And I guess he thought I was rejecting him as a friend and finally just says, oh. say something. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I just have to tell you my mom thought you were gay and I told her she was wrong. <laughs> and we just... <laughs> Anyways, so he tells people when he meets them that my mother was the first person that knew he was gay. <laughs> oh, honey. But you know what I was thinking of? I actually think the first person R came out to before me and like our our group there was your brother. Yes, it was, um, which my brother wouldn't tell me those words exactly, but like. I could tell my brother was keeping a secret and I just kind of was just like, what would he tell me about R? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what the heck? Um, so he at least did the confident confidentiality thing of not like coming out for him, yeah. which, you know, I could say was pretty big of him at the time because he was like kind of reckless in every other way. <laughs> I know. No, I actually really give your brother a lot of credit. He did not out R until R was already out with everyone. He kept that secret. And he also, I mean, the joke aside to you about ruining lesbian for him, uh, lesbianism for him, seemed to handle your coming out pretty well as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like my, my brother, as much as like, you know, we're different and like we, we have different experiences of how our life has gone. Like, just last week, he said, um, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico is having a pride on the 25th. Do you want to fly over here and we'll go to pride together? You know what I mean? And I was just like, God damn it. I wish, you know what I mean? I have to be the queen of our pride that weekend over here. So, <laughs> um, but he just like my brother wants to see me happy. And he's always like, you know, he's met almost all of my girlfriends every time. And I can just tell every time he's like, you know. I like her, you know, I'll, it's whatever you like, you know, he's fine with just about anybody I choose. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, have you seen, so coming out, this like concept of coming out makes me think I recently binge watched, seriously binged in like two days, Heartstopper on Netflix. No, I wanted to watch it so bad too, but it was just. It was a week, girl. So. Oh my gosh, you should. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to do it this weekend and enjoy it. Yeah, when you get a chance, definitely check it out. It is, um, it's also based on, uh, not comic books. What are they called when it's like a comic and a, and a longer, anyways, I forget. They're, they're based on kind of like a book. Um, and anime? What's not anime. Oh. Why can I not think of the term I'm looking for? Like an anime? I don't know. If it comes to me, I'll say it. But it okay. follows um, young men, young boys, I guess they're teenagers, in a British school. And one of the leads is already out, and the other one is grappling with his identity. And it kind of follows that narrative. 
and I don't want to spoil anything, um, but but it is it is interesting. The whole you know, do you pressure somebody to to come out, or do you? Is it best to just kind of be supportive and let them come out on their own time? But if you do get in a relationship, like what does that look like? That's right. There's all this complexity to it, uh, and I think the show does a really good job of trying to navigate that for. Mm-hmm young adolescents and also um you know each character is very three-dimensional and they're all i don't know it's just i I find it hard not to root for every single one of them i think there's going to be a couple of seasons and revolve around some of the supporting characters and them getting a little more of their story told but it is so freaking adorable highly recommend it i'm i'm definitely gonna watch it now yeah um (sighs) And then I think we also want to just talk briefly about, and this is the last piece to maybe mention, is Xander, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, Morris, (laughs) I'm sorry I butchered it, but he is, I think it's Pine View High School, he's the president of uh, that high school for the last four years and just graduated, and it's actually our friend Ashley works there and knows him. Uh, but he just had a graduation speech that's kind of gone pretty viral and he's been featured on like Good Morning America. I think like Rolling Stone did a, um, like a write-up feature piece on him. I will try to link some of those in the podcast notes. So check that out. But he essentially, we've talked about on the episode before, Florida has that don't say gay bill. So, and he identifies as a gay man. Uh, and he, uh, you know, felt he had this platform and should speak to it, but he was told he was not allowed to, you know, use his sexual mm-hmm. identity in the speech. So uh, he used the euphemism of curly hair because he's a big head of curly hair and just makes a really powerful speech talking about his curly hair. So it's worth checking out, right? Have you watched it? Oh, yeah. I was, like, bawling when I was listening to it. I was like, the curly-haired kids do have to have some support. (laughs) They do. And I I think a lot of why he felt so passionate to speak out was he came out to a teacher. I believe that was the very first person he came out to was a, a teacher's freshman year of high school and how, you know, he felt passionately that school can be a safe place and you're taking away teachers abilities to be able to to do you know be that safe person for students um yeah so yeah i he is so eloquent so thoughtful i will definitely link his speech and try to link a couple of articles that have been written about him it's definitely worth checking out very moving i cried too and i'm i'm a straight white woman <laughs> You're straight-haired. And as I'm come, a yeah. straight-haired person, too, but I <laughs> cried for that, curly. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even think about how many people, like, you know, have a teacher that can at least support them with coming out or at least being themselves. Like, maybe you go home and you have to act completely like somebody else, but maybe when you're in school and you have a teacher that just, like, supports what you're doing and now they can't even let you... That must be hard for the teachers too. Like, yeah, no. I mean, our all of our girlfriends in um, Florida and other places that are teachers have all been very upset by that. 
Because it's like they don't want to be yeah, dictated I if, how yeah. they support their kids, right? There's going to be like some underground railroad of whatever the hell for these kids to be like, here's the secret password for you to be able to have a moment to talk with me about this without anybody finding out. But uh, that's just crazy. I know. I agree, right? It's so sad that like a bunch of kids are probably going to have to come up to their teachers and be like, I have curly hair. Wink, wink. Is that just Ron DeSantis just fucking up again? I'm just... Well, it's like spending time... Fuck that guy. (laughs) It's like spending time not actually addressing problems that people are facing, right? Like, I, I don't think anybody really had a problem with teachers saying the word gay. It's like you made a problem to make a law and say you did something, but you're not, you know, addressing people who are struggling with health care or with gas prices and inflation or, you know, you're not working on those things. You're working on making sure teachers have more restrictions. Cool. Yeah. And then arm themselves at the same time. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I will try to link some stuff on Xander because it's very moving very moving um and yeah. actually teachers you know back to Heartstopper real quick teachers play an important role as well in that uh coming out story so oh yeah. really I mean mm. it is where you spend a lot of time when you're a kid right you spend yeah like a chunk of your week there and can have a real good bond with the teacher and that can probably feel like a very safe person well, um, we will catch you all next week. Lots more gay stuff to come. <laughs>